Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the 27th episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Watson. Hey, if you haven't been uh, paying attention to our Countdown to the Pentecost um, streams, I, I, I strongly recommend that you head over to our YouTube channel and check those out. Uh, this content from today's episode uh, comes from our stream actually uh, just tonight. Uh, tonight's the 21st of ER5782, and I felt like this was the one that God wanted me to uh, continue with. Um, and really, it, it, it covers a lot of things that, we are, that we've talked about in the past, but um, it, it, it's an important message. And so I'm just going to uh, let you go and listen to this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, God bless. Two weeks from tonight, we're going to have uh, Pentecost. Pentecost will be here. Um and this Pentecost is a little different than other Pentecosts. Uh, every year Pentecost has the opportunity to be something special, but this year truly it will be something truly, truly special in which we are going to see the Spirit of God poured out on all flesh in, a, in the way that it was written. That night, those who are ready to receive the Spirit will have the Spirit descend upon them. And they will be speaking and being given utterance in other languages. Languages that God will have them use. Some of you may speak an angelic tongue. A language that is not today known, but will be known when we have our common language again. You'll feel a rush from the soles of your feet to the top of your head. Chills will overcome you, and you'll have such joy on that evening. And you won't even be able to explain it, except that you will know that the Spirit of God has descended upon you. Many people have the Holy Spirit, but it has been um, grieved within themselves. In other words, they haven't they've been... They've received the down payment, but they haven't worked with the... In, relationship with the Holy Spirit to fully experience God's presence. But in this age now where we are, we will get the opportunity to experience that again. So Father, we come before you and I say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here just two weeks before, truly 14 days before what you've written about long ago comes to take, it takes place again. Help us, Father, to be in the upper room in that evening. Be of one accord, that your spirit may find a place to rest here on the earth, in vessels whom you have pre-chosen in order to receive it. We thank you, Father, that all things are coming to fruition that you have written about, have spoken about, have shared with us. 
Help us, Father, to, ne to never take that for granted. We thank you, Father, that you are good. And that if we will just abide in you, that all else will be handled for us. That in the process of that abiding, you will drive us to the places that we need to be in order to receive all of the things that pertain to life and godliness, that pertain to life and godliness, not just godliness, life and godliness, all the, all the things that pertain to life and godliness, all of the things that pertain to life and godliness. Help me, Father, to keep my heart pointed towards you this week. Help me to focus inward. Help us all to do these, this. So that I may act in alignment in accordance with you. That we may be one. Help me to continue to do the work that you've set before me. I would like to have my ID back. <laughs> and I know that you're hiding it. But I also understand why. Did God ever do that to you? Plays hide and seek with you on things. Sometimes when he can't get my my attention because I'm just choosing to distract myself with other things, especially when it's something hard that I have to go through. And last night I started to talk about that a little bit. I won't be going into it today because there's more that I'm diving into. But um, the last time... Sometimes it's hard. It's easy to distract yourself from those things. And I was talking about how we need to run at it. There was a dream I had the other night. And indeed, there's something that God has been hinting at for years at this point. Making things known and shown. And now I'm, I'm ready to run at it rather than uh, be afraid of what will come as a result of running at it. Um... And I trust that God will be able to handle it. And that what he, what his will is, will be done. But sometimes he has to hide things from me so that, uh, something he knows that I, I, I'll be looking for and so that he can get me to focus. That always comes back. The craziest thing about it is when he's done this to me. Like, sometimes it'll be my car keys. Like, they'll literally be, like, here on this little side table. And I'll know that they were there. And then they just won't be there anymore. And so, then I'll tear everything apart and start looking for it. Rather than asking God where they are. Which is what I should do. Uh, sometimes I catch it earlier. And I just do that first. Um... And then, you know, it'll be at some other point. I'll have checked, like, so, sometimes sometimes there was something directly under my pillow. Like, I'll, I'll just wake up after I had completed or after I had stopped thinking about it. And given it up. And submitted to doing what God had told me to do. And then I'll just go right where I had looked and they weren't there and they'll be there. They'll be there. I woke up one morning after a couple days of not having my car keys. Just not having them. Couldn't find them. And, uh, yeah, they were literally under my pillow. But I had checked there. I'd shaken everything in this bed. 
at least five or six times. They weren't there. And I just happened to reach my hand up there one day when I was waking up and I felt my keys and they were there. I, I promise you, they weren't there before. Some people might call that coincidence or that's not what it is. It's, if that's the case, then I've had so many coincidences, coincidences at this point that... Um, yeah, it's not a coincidence. I'm not saying, you know, sometimes when I tell these stories, people are like, well, why are you telling this story? Why, you, you know, I'm trying to explain to you the truth of the, the power of who God is and how intimately connected he is with our daily lives. People don't want to believe that. And as you believe, so it will be. But, um, he truly is. Uh, he truly is that intimately connected. Coincidence is a convenient way to ignore that God exists. Speaking of coincidences. It is a rational mind's way of trying to explain away something that they can't explain. Because it would be easier for them, because they want to continue on in their own ways, and they don't want to have to think about the fact that there is a God up there. Because maybe some of the things that they do, they know, are out of alignment with that. Even if they've never read the Bible, they know deep in their heart that it's not good. Hmm. I can tell you that was the reason I did it. I'm just being honest with you. You know, I sit here in front of this camera sometimes and uh, and I speak on the podcast and I do things like that. I have conversations with people. And I, I just want you to know, like, um, sometimes I'll say things that are really direct like that. And, and you might not believe it. But I need you to know that I'm just a normal dude. Maybe you don't think I'm normal because I look a little abnormal. But <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, I'm like... For the longest time, I thought that the miracles that were happening in Jesus' life and that I read in the Bible were just for people before uh, who were in the Bible who were these biblical characters and God hand-selected them. But the truth of the matter is that I've been a total piece of crap for the vast majority of my life and I'm still a slightly uh, better-smelling piece of crap often. And, uh, and he still does it. So I'm telling you these things because if he's able to do it through me, if he's able to do these things in my life, he's able to do it in anybody's life. And so that's why that's why I tell you this. I don't want you I like I don't want you to believe that I'm out here saying something because I'm like, yes, the, and look how cool God is for me. Specific, no, that's not the it's not the point. The point of the matter is that God can do this through anybody whenever he wants. However he wants. And if we'll just reach out to him and love him, as he already loves you, regardless of whether you love him back, he already loves you. That's how good you are. You would love us to love you back, but you're going to continue to love anyway. And so one of the things that I was talking about yesterday, I guess I will talk about it again today, is that 
in order to be able to fully receive the full blessings of God and be able to have full authority and wield everything that he has, I believe that we need to get rid of the spiritual strongholds inside of ourselves. And that's a process. Jesus wasn't baptized and the Spirit didn't descend on him until he was in his 30s. He spent his entire life leading up to that point in order to break things. Now, he was born of God, the Son of God, the only begotten of the Father. But he came through a mother. And that mother had spiritual lines. And physical and that mother gave birth to this child. And there were all sorts of things. And he represented the nation of Israel. Jesus did. And so if we go back to the Bible and we read, I mean, they're really very clear that the, bit, that the characters in the Bible, they had some serious flaws. They had some serious flaws. And so Jesus came, and it was his job, and I believe it's our job too, to do our, to work with God to break those off of our family lines and out of our lives so that they can't continue to a new generation. But more importantly, I mean, think about this. If you're supposed to be able to wield the full power of God, which is all-powerful, to have full authority over that. You have to be able to operate 100% in alignment with him. You know what's not in alignment with him? Anger, bitterness, lust, rage. Wrath. Envy, strife, division. Haughtiness. All of the things that are the that Paul describes is the is the uh, the works of the flesh. You know, Jesus didn't have those. One of the he he had the fruits of the spirit, and he exhibited the fruits of the spirit. Because you can't, if he were to give his full authority to somebody who had those flaws inside of them, it would be so destructive. It would be so destructive. so destructive so he gave it to somebody who was scared out of his mind but still let himself be nailed to a cross and even that when they were nailing him into the cross murdering him in the most vile and difficult way that somebody could be murdered that I think in the history of the world has ever come up with a way to murder somebody in that way He asked his father to forgive them, saying that they didn't know what they were doing. That's power. To have it. But choose his way. Instead, that's power. That's power. And for that, he was resurrected from the dead, given eternal life, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. That's power. You know what's not power? Forcing your way onto somebody else. Ramming 
the word of God down somebody's throat who's not who's not ready to receive it. Forcing yourself onto somebody else and your own ideals onto somebody else. That's not power. That's manipulation. The truth of the matter is that, the, that though God is all-powerful, the power to change comes through mutual respect and love and admiration. Does he need our respect? God doesn't need our respect. No, no. But we need to respect God and revere him and love him and want to choose him in order to change. You understand? You understand? He can do good for us all he wants. But if we choose to take that and turn it to evil, then nothing will be changed in us. And nothing will be changed in the world. These are the things that we have to remember. That it requires a submission to wanting to change. This is why repentance is the first step to enter the, entering the kingdom. It, it's the first step, acknowledging that you don't know, but that he does. And then walking. If you haven't listened to the podcast episodes at the beginning of it, I suggest you do that. It's got, it kind of talks about the fundamentals. And I think I said this in the last pod, podcast episode I did, but I'm going to say it again. He's just talking about the fundamentals. I mean, I go, I was going through a ton of notes tonight. Over, over the past three and a half years, I'm, I still have so many more to sift through. But I went through like 500 pages of notes, and I still I mean, I have so much more to, to sift through of ideas and things that he had talked to me about and it's so interesting how so much of it is about the fundamentals remembering the fundamentals being consistent with them and applying those th fundamentals to a specific situation Goliath had a lot of armor he had the best weapons he had size Daniel had a stone and a sling who won that fight Simple is effective, especially when it is done by somebody who is doing it consistently and is well-trained in the fundamentals. Just a basic weapon, but in the hands of somebody who is well-trained. Take out a giant with one stone. He grabbed five, needed one. And then he took that enemy's weapon, cut off his head with his own weapon. With his own weapon. Well, that's a Bible story, but it has a lot of spiritual significance to what we do, or to do today. And these are the things that I'm diving into and I'll be sharing. Perhaps here, perhaps on the podcast, but... 
Let's get back to the fundamentals. Let's remember them. Let's keep doing them. Father, I thank you for this time this evening. I ask that you would bless everyone who comes across this with the filling, the, a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. I ask, Father, that you would connect them deeper to you in a way that they had not previously been connected. And that the words that you spoke here would change them. I ask this of you in the name of the Lord Jesus and consider it done by faith. Amen. God bless. God willing. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.